All right, welcome. It's January 18th. Unfortunately, it's eight days after the end of the Steelers season, which, guys, we were just talking about beforehand. I am still not over. You know, you talk about loss, like if you lose a family member or a job or something, and you talk about the the stages. There's grief, there's anger, and there's acceptance. I'm, I'm still in bewilderment. What about you guys? What what stage of of this whatever are you guys on? Acceptance. Except, oh, Paul. Okay. Wow, look at you. You've grown up. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I need to introduce you guys. I'm sorry. I got Paul and Joe with me. Uh, Paul's back. Paul took two weeks off, and we said the two weeks Paul took off, and Paul had some professional and personal obligations. It wasn't like Paul was at the beach sunning himself or something. But you know, the two weeks that Paul was gone, Probably the worst two weeks in Steelers history, I'd say, right? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Paul good. took off and we lost to the Browns twice. So I'm trying yes. to figure out the correlation between these things. And I, I don't I'm know. I'm not happy about it. it. Right. Well, in, <laughs> never leave again. I think we could say we missed Paul because it'd be different if, like, Paul took off and the Steelers won 80 and nothing both weeks and, you know, everything was sunny. We're like, eh, mm-hmm. Paul, we don't need you. But we need you back, Paul, because <laughs> obviously two of the most ugh, gross. We're, weeks we're having all these conversations about what uh, what changes needs to happen in the off season, and, and yes, the main one is that we need to have more polyagic. That's yes. the that's Paul the, Yeg- the real off season. Ever say that phrase? <laughs> Stop these professional <laughs> obligations that get in the way. Come on, we're your obligation. You know, say no that's to your right. family and your professional more. Say yes to us. No, it's okay. But we're happy. We're happy to have Paul back. And Paul's accepting. So we, we got to delve yep. into that. And Joe, where are you at in the grief meter or whatever you call it? Oh, man. I can't even remember all of the stages right now. Uh, I'm definitely not at acceptance. Okay. I don't know. There's the uh, – are we bargaining? Is bargaining one of them? We can bargain. <laughs> I think <laughs> – No, well, it's not real. No. I, I get chance. I'm still rooting for them in the Super Bowl. I don't even care if they're not in. Yeah. I, I, we're, we're living in unprecedented times. I still think there's a chance. Well, let me ask this question because I, I'm a part of various Steward fan groups. We share this podcast, the Steward fans groups. And I, I see a disturbing discussion on these fan groups going, who are you rooting for this weekend? What? Oh, yeah. Like I said, like it's it goes beyond logic. I mean <laughs> – that's that's I mean, not what I'm doing here. I'm just here to root for the Steelers, no matter whether or not they're in the game. No, I'm so, I, however, we can we look better right. in the long run. Like, no, I need this team to lose because then they'll probably oh, no. fire their offensive coordinator, and then maybe we can hire them. I mean, I'm not a jerk and say I hope bombs fall in every stadium and you know I'm oh, rooting yeah, for death yeah. and destruction. No, but I'm not rooting for anybody. Now, I'm afraid to say this because Paul's accepting. Paul's ready. He's ready to move forward. Paul, you weren't rooting for anybody this weekend, were you? No, I was rooting oh, against okay. the Browns. But... Okay, okay, that's good. We could definitely that always make me feel better knowing that the team that beat us isn't the one that's going on. Because if it's like if oh. the Browns had made this run and they won the Super Bowl, <laughs> just said that out loud. That's great. But uh, if that had happened, then of course all of it goes back in your mind to like, if we'd have beaten them, we could have taken that same path. But right. now knowing that that path ended, even when you knock out Patrick Mahomes, 
like literally right. like when he has a concussion and he can't play anymore and you still can't beat the chiefs right you know uh the i don't feel like that weirdly the great chad henny led the kansas city to win is there gonna be a quarterback I mean, competition the- next year <laughs> Chad Henney and Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> if he wins the Super Bowl, boy, that's uh, that that becomes so, a thing. That happened in uh, in in Philadelphia a few years ago. You know, yeah, definitely. We'll take Mahomes. Still going. Yeah, 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 we'll take Pat Mahomes. That'll be great. We'll nurse him back to health over the over yes. the summer. If uh, see if he's still got any uh, gas left in the tank. Yeah, I mean, hey, if Kansas has listened to this, man, Chad Henney really galvanized the forces. Mm. And I know he might not have the arm or the charisma of Patrick Mahomes, but look, they got the job done. Mm-hmm. It was good. And at I, this I, point, he costs a lot less, right? Yeah, he costs a lot less. Beep. Yeah. <laughs> you, you could get. I, I think I, we're convincing them. I can feel it. I can feel the front office in Kansas right. City going, you know what? This could work. <laughs> We'll trade him straight up for Mason Rudolph. And I'm going to ignore my family and stare at ESPN in the hopes that it's all breaking news that you know Patrick Mahomes got traded to the Steelers today. We'll see if that happens. It'll be very good. Well, we, we probably should. We want to break down the Steelers. Uh, Joe and I broke down the loss. And, uh, Paul, you can refer to it as we break down the season. But Joe and I just beat it to death. And I, I, I'm not sure if I can – go in great detail about the loss, but we, we, we brought it up a little bit. We probably should bring it up because they're AFC North teams. Uh, Paul are, well, not our Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Browns lost yesterday. It was weird. They were down 19 to three and the defense was actually stopping the Chiefs from scoring touchdowns. So the Chiefs appeared to have the game well in hand, but it wasn't like the Chiefs were dropping touchdown after touchdown. And then Browns played better in the third quarter, maybe. And then Patrick Mahomes got a concussion. He was out. Honestly, Paul, I'm, I look at that game, and I say, good night. The Browns should have won that game. I think they should have. Yeah, and I I think we should take credit for that because yeah. week 17, we gave them a huge confidence boost, and we exponentially increased that last week, and they went into yesterday feeling like they had a legit shot, and they played like it. And Joe, after the last two weeks, all we heard about was Kevin Stefanski is the next Vince Lombardi. Man, mm-hmm. what a great coach he is! He should be, but you know, Stefanski. You know, not very many coaches, let's be honest, can 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 win with their team by not showing up. Right. <laughs> yes, he was so good that, that when he wasn't there, do. <laughs> the, team, the team caught fire when he wasn't there. It was so great. Right. He should have yeah. tried that again this week against the Chiefs. Yeah, because he came <laughs> back this week, and, you know, the Browns were down by 10. They just scored a touchdown, and obviously in that spot, you go for one because when you go for one, you're still down by nine, and there's, it's a two-score game. What was that all about? I didn't get that move at all. I didn't watch. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, did did you see that part of the game? I did not see that part of the game. About the only thing that I really saw was you guys blew up my feed about uh, about how it should have been a helmet to helmet flag. Yeah. uh, Instead of a diving for a touchdown, give it back to the other team for a touchback. Like wow, man! Only the Browns can pull off that play. 
Really? Well, <laughs> and okay. They must let's, have practiced that one all week. Let's talk, frankly, the Browns fans out there because you gotta give the Browns fans a little bit of credit. At this time of the year, the Browns are like we are. We're watching the games. We're like, do we? Who do we root for? You know, we have no rooting interest in these games. The Browns are long out of the playoffs. That's usually what happens with the Browns. They didn't understand what happened. It's a bang bang play. Okay, maybe it was targeting, maybe it was not. I looked at that play. You could call it either way. I don't think it was that egregious of a thing. And if you got to remember, later in the game, Patrick Mahomes was knocked out by Mac Wilson with a helmet that went to Patrick Mahomes' head. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Travis Kelsey, and he's a Browns fan growing up. He's the all-pro, you know, time for the Chiefs. He said that after the game. He was ripping the Browns for saying, boy, they knocked out Patrick Mahomes. So I, I don't understand why Cleveland is so up in arms about this. It's a bang-bang play. It happens. It could be called either way. It could. Uh, you know, especially when you scroll it back at, like, super slow speed or whatever. And the uh, with the, the official on the other side of that play, I mean, yeah, yeah you can hear it because somebody's got a shotgun mic pointed at it. Um, but that sound isn't really that different from, you know, those, that high impact shoulder to shoulder, whatever. I mean, I think, I think you're, you're probably right. It probably did the helmets contacted before anything else. And that flag could have been thrown. Um, but also he let go of the football while it was still in the field of play and it went through the end zone. I mean, that also happened. Right, and, uh, and that's what I'm saying. The play could have been called or not. You guys might disagree with me, but looking back a couple of years ago, that infamous Jesse James, Jesse James, the catch that yeah. wasn't a catch or whatever. It was a catch. It's a bad rule, <laughs> but because it's a bad rule, it was a bang-bang play. And I got yeah. to accept that because of that. Well, mm-hmm. when you're playing quality football games, at the end of the year for playoffs or in the playoffs, those things happen. And Browns fans... Let me say it. I've been waiting all week to say it. As our friend Juju Smith-Schuster once said, the Browns is the Browns. So you don't play these games. You're not used to these games. So in these games, bang-bang plays happen. You play the Super Bowl champs. Steelers, we know that. We played the Patriots. There were some calls that went against us. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. I think part of it was the reputation the Patriots have. You played the Super Bowl champs yesterday. Bang, bang, place goes against you. Look at the Bulls in the NBA with, with Jordan. Calls go against you because the Bulls are the champs. You're not the champs. So understand that. It happens. Hey, if, if it happened to Steelers, we'd be frustrated. But it's happened to us. Grow up a little bit, Browns fans. These things happen. And, and, the, thing to, <laughs> and the thing to remember about it, it was not the last play of the game. Yeah. That at that point, you have Playing to pick pieces. yourself up and say, okay, now what do we do? Well, right. They went over to Mac Wilson. They said, Mac, club Patrick Mahomes over the head. Well, not over the head, but hit him in the helmet, helmet to helmet, knock him out. That's how we're going to get back in the game. For all those years against Michael Jordan, I used to always wonder right. why. I mean, there's so many guys that were sitting sitting over there on the Cavs bench who were more than useless. Why don't you put one of those guys in? He gets five fouls. Like, man, you should just be hacking at his knees. Like, come on. <laughs> well, in case Miles Garrett is looking <laughs> to get money out of that, who needs it? <laughs> Let me preface this. I'm, I'm putting my tongue in my cheek as I say this. So I, I want to be careful just in case Miles Garrett thinks I have money and is suing me if he's watching this. But I bet you Miles Garrett walked over to Mac Wilson and said, Do like me, 
do some helmet hitting and knock him out of the game. Let me show you how to rip that helmet off. Right, right. Again, we're, te- we're joking. So, you know, Miles, don't sue me. It's okay. Believe me, I don't have the money you got, so it's all good. So, it sorry, would cost I just... him more in lawyer fees to sue right. you than he would get out of you at this point. <laughs> sorry, we had to rip the Browns, Paul. That's what we had to do. <laughs> they deserved it after. Uh... But, no, they they could have won that game. I mean, Joe, you agree? It was, it was in hand. That it game was, was possible. And Chad, I, I I did not think that. I thought it was going to be a blowout. Third and 14. I had hoped. <laughs> Chad Henney <laughs> helped win the game with a scramble on third and 14. I don't know if you guys saw the highlight of that. Yeah. The most insane thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So, yeah, I mean, they could have won that game because, believe me, Chad Henney did enough to win, but Chad Henney's not a good quarterback. It wasn't like, you know, <laughs> Chad Henney comes out and he was bolstered by playing behind Pat Mahomes. Pat, Chad Henney's not a good quarterback, and it's possible. He may not be back next week. Mahomes. Yeah, that's the real question at this point. I go, what, what's going to happen? Like, you won that game, but now what? I'll put this way. If if Pat Mahomes is not playing next week, you're going to see the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. That's all I have to tell you. I mean, I don't know. But, you know, and I, would, I, I didn't realize Chad Henney was still in the league until last night. So. Right. Well, that's what yeah, you I do. don't always check all the rosters. Like, oh, yeah. wow, he's still playing. <laughs> wow. Well, that's, well, that's what you do if you're a backup quarterback that's kind of failed. You, you become a backup for a really good team that you never play, and you know it's all good. You know. Hey, that's so, what it's like when you see on the news that some celebrity dies, and you're like, oh, they're still alive. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I thought that guy yeah. died like five years ago. Really? They become a backup on the Chiefs. <laughs> you know, that's all they survived. It's all good. It was another um, one of those Facebook things where somebody posted an obituary, but the obituaries was from like ten years ago. You're yeah, like, that guy was yeah. already dead. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, but he's legit still alive. Oh, okay, great. Well, I remember. Didn't Chad Henney play in that infamous uh, Ohio State Michigan game where they were both one and two coming in? I mean, Chad Henney's been around for a long time, right? Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, Chad Henney's an older guy now, so very, very wild. And, and real quick, because we want to get to the Steelers, break down the what, what's going to happen to them. But Ravens-Bills, I was kind of surprised by it. I had that game on for a little bit. It was like 6-3 to three or something in the sec- second quarter. So I turned off. I'm like, I have better things to do with my time. I checked. When I woke up Sunday, I checked the score. It was 13-3. to three. I, I, I was surprised it was that low scoring. And the Bills got their touchdown on a long interception return. So I thought that game was interesting. Yeah, it, it became much more of a defensive standoff than you kind of ex- saw coming because you really thought, you know, the Bills Bills got some good fireworks and uh, and uh, that's what Jackson always does. So you're just like really kind of surprised that it turned into that kind of game. I think it's a good sign for the Bills, honestly, yeah. that they, they were able to win a standoff like that because uh, usually they put up a lot of points. So uh, – I, I look at that, and I look at look at Kansas City limping out of this game with the Browns and uh, question marks around Pat Mahomes. Uh, I, I kind of like the the Bills moving forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's 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 where my money's going to be on next week. But uh, just to know that they can come out of a defensive game like they did with the Ravens is a good sign for them. I would tend to agree with that unless Mahomes comes back healthy, and he might. You never know. 
I mean, well, even I, if he's I, back, it's hard to know if he's going to be healthy, healthy. Right. Well, and we won't know that until we watch him play in the game next week. I mean, you're not going to know that, but yeah. So, so all the talk about I keep hearing it's going to be a Chiefs Packers Super Bowl. It's probably going to be Bills Buccaneers. <laughs> yeah. Quite possible. Man, it was seemed. It seems like uh, the Buccaneers find a way on a regular basis. I, I don't. I did not see them coming out of the game with the Saints. The way that they did, man, I, I, I feel really bad that that's probably the last game we're going right. to see Drew Brees play, and that was that game, and he ends up with those picks, and it just didn't look sharp for a lot of the game. Well, and we were talking about, you know, Big Ben last week, and we'll talk about Ben in a few minutes, but, you know, they were saying for that bad game that we wonder if they're going to go into retirement. Yeah, yeah, Ben had a bunch of horrible turnovers, but Ben still threw for 500 yards. So even though turnovers is a big problem that he needs to rectify, he's still completing passes, he's still making throws. Breeze ended up, I think it was like, what, 139 through the air with yeah. a bunch of turnovers, so... Yeah, it could be. It wasn't three four turnovers, though. I mean, that's kind of the thing. It was like three? No, so insane. We talk about, oh, what a terrible game uh, Ben Roethlisberger had. Oh, it was so awful. He had 500 yards passing. Right. But <laughs> part that's of like that, a four-game streak for other quarterbacks in this league. Right. But part of that was the Browns won a, a prevent. Browns are dumb. They just do prevent defenses. Well, that's their problem. <laughs> right. And I, I think the other thing, too, was the turnovers. But, again – those who question that Ben could still complete passes and throw, he, he still threw for 500 yards. So, that, now I wouldn't say he's the greatest quarterback in the NFL right now, but I wouldn't say he's the worst based on the fact he's still throwing and completing passes. And again, you look at Drew Brees, and nothing against Drew Brees. He had a great career. I think this might be the end. Uh, it was interesting. The Saints scored that one touchdown. I don't know if you saw the highlight of that, um, Joe. They had Jameis Winston as a receiver. I think Kamara took the snap, and mm-hmm. James Winston had the touchdown throw. It yeah. looked pretty good. So mm-hmm. I I'm think at so- that time it may have been the first first quarterback thrown uh, <laughs> uh, touchdown at the time because it was a lot of field goals at the start of that game. Yeah, that was uh, that was something. I'm not sure what the Saints are going to do moving forward if Bru- if Breeze actually is done. Because obviously they've got some commitment to Taysom Hill, but you know Jameis Winston Winston is there, and he's had some time to to back up somebody who's can really show him how to prepare and how to be ready for a game uh, well, instead of what he was doing when he was in Tampa Bay. Right, but uh, well, yeah, they they'll they'll have some good options moving forward, even if Breeze doesn't come back. Right, the, the Saints have some in-house options, and as we're going to talk about in a few minutes. When you don't have those in-house options, it's kind of hard to make definite plans moving forward. And speaking of that, the the big question of the Steelers offseason, and I think it kind of got rectified over the weekend. I was surprised by this. NFL Network had a report. I don't know if you guys heard about this. That Big Ben, it sounds like there is some mutual, hey, let's bring you back. Now, again, just talk. Nothing's been settled. Um Obviously, there would need to be a reworked contract, some other stuff happening. Um, let me start. I think it's a good move. I'm not certain if Big Ben's your answer. And I'm not even saying he's a Super Bowl quarterback next year. I don't think he's ready for the glue factory. But on the other hand, I don't know if he's your guy to win the Super Bowl. But right now, I don't know what the other answer is. 
I heard some conspiracy theories saying maybe it's Seamus Winston. Well, Drew Brees is gone, so we think. So I think Jameis is staying with the Saints. I don't know if there's a guy that's going to come in and be better than Ben. So bring Ben back for at least a year or two and look at him as a bridge quarterback. But definitely, first or second round, let's really get serious and draft his successor. Let's not screw around and draft anybody in the fourth or fifth round. What do you guys think about that? Honestly, um, th- this is my place of acceptance of what happened this year. No, um, here it comes. You know, oh. <laughs> oh, no, here it comes. If you, you look at our schedule, just walked with Mason Rudolph, right? <laughs> our schedule is horrible next year. Right. Um, we are not going to the playoffs next year. That, that's my hot take this early on. I don't disagree. Um, yeah. It. I, because I love Big Ben, and of course I never want him to retire, but I think if he comes back, he's going to regret it. Um, okay. I'd rather I'd rather retire losing in the playoffs than retiring after a seven and nine season. Um, so for me, next year's you know if if it's Ben, okay, just please find a way to. Spare us some salary cap room. Um, so, yeah, I'm not putting a lot of stock in next year one way or the other, whoever's the quarterback. I'm kind of thinking the year after that. We need to get something figured out. Uh, I, I've got a possible theory, but you know, we'll see how it plays out. Well, I'm thinking as a bridge quarterback, you bring in a rookie quarterback, and it's that thing where that rookie quarterback gets developed, and maybe that rookie quarterback plays midseason. Like, I'm not looking at Big Ben saying, like before, where you say, okay, you're the quarterback, and until you die, you're gonna, you're not coming out, we're not taking out anything. Maybe a little bit of a shorter leash, but I, I don't know. So if you're saying Ben retires, what would be your game plan? Like, would Mason be the quarterback to start? Like, what do you think about in the offseason, Paul? Um, if they want to roll with Mason, whatever, um, the season's going to be what it is. I'm... Obviously, living in Pittsburgh, uh, being a Pitt fan, I I know he's coming back next year, so it'll be the year after that, but I would kind of like to see the Steelers pick up Kenny Pickett and reunite Kenny Pickett with Matt Canada, see what they can do together. I, yeah, it could a be a total bust. What's that? He's a quarterback of Pitt right now? or Pickett, Yeah. Is it, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, they when Canada was at Pitt, they had an explosive offense. Um, I, I don't think Pickett's going to be a first-round take. Um, maybe take him in the second round and see what he can do. Is he a strong-arm but, guy? Is he a scrambler? What type of quarterback is he? Uh, he's a little bit of both. He's, okay. uh, I mean, Pitt's got a good defense. The offense is shit, but he's, he's had some – Showing a lot of potential. I and okay. you know, maybe that's just kind of being a pit homer. I don't know. So it's, I wouldn't your, mind it. What's your feeling on Kyle Trask? I hear that is a possibility, maybe in the first round. Uh, that's a kid from Florida. Uh, they threw yeah, I yeah. As much as I like that, I don't know that a quarterback in the first round is what we should be doing. I'm wondering if Trask 
And I, I saw a mock draft where Trask was going to teams, and Pittsburgh's got the 24th pick, so he may not be available anyway. I think he's probably, unless you move up, which they did a couple years ago for Devin Bush, I'm not sure who else would be available. I mean, always people do fall, but I'm thinking Trask might be the only guy that might even be available at that point. So I don't know. And we'll talk about Canada in a second, but Joe, what do you think should happen? It looks like Big Ben's coming back, but again, that's just one report. It would seem to me that the choice of uh, Matt Canada coming in now as the OC, and thank you for getting rid of uh, yes. Yes. Uh, Pickner. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> so glad that that's, that's, that change is happening. But the fact that this has been an internal <laughs> – Yes. <laughs> the fact that this has been an internal hire and Canada was quarterback coach, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That seems like signs point to Ben staying. I think if Ben, if we knew that Ben was leaving, uh, then, then you go out and get an outside hire and you kind of start fresh. But by retaining Matt Canada, I think that's an overture to say, hey, Ben, can you do another year or two? Um, I think it's probably one. I think the point of coming back next year is to is to raise up the next guy. Um, I don't know if that next guy is Mason Rudolph or if it's a – I think we're going to see a quarterback chosen in the draft. I don't. No, I don't think it should be first round. Um, we just don't do that. That's not, that's not what we do. I, I just want I just want I also don't want to want us to pick up a running back in the first round. That's also not not what we do. Those first round running backs don't always pay off. <clears throat> Certainly not for us. So, but I think it doesn't that, have that to be the, that's the pressure for moving forward is shoring up that running game. And that may be getting some O-line that might be some, some other pieces around there, <clears throat> things that are going to help our running game in the long run. Because if we can, if we can have a serviceable, serviceable quarterback, if we can have a running game, we've got a team because we have a defense. Yeah. And I'm not crazy about drafting quarterback first round. I want them to get a quarterback that's good enough where he can play right away. And I wasn't sure if that was Mason Rudolph. I, I don't want him drafting a guy in the fourth, fifth, or sixth round. I know Tom Brady was drafted in the sixth round, but those things don't happen. I, I, mm -hmm. I want a guy. Not everybody drafted in the sixth round turned out to Tom Brady. Right, right of course. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. I Like even the Anthony McFarlane pick. I still have hope for Anthony McFarlane, but when you draft a guy that low, you're almost saying, okay, it's going to take a while. You know, he's not going to be your starting running back or quarterback right away. Now, again, I don't want him to overdraft and just draft a quarterback for the heck of it in the first round. But I, I just, we've got to get a better guy. You know, and Mason Rudolph, I think he's a serviceable backup. That's it. You know, I mean, that could come in and play a game or two when your quarterback gets hurt. I don't see Mason being your franchise quarterback. And look at the league. Look who's playing next weekend. Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, you know, Pat Mahomes, hopefully. It's a quarterback league. And Chad Henney. Yes. Yeah. It's a quarterback league. We have to be better than Chad Henney. So <laughs> I don't know well, how we can. The, here's the thing on, on choosing the next quarterback. I uh, And this is sort of a little rant that I've been holding up inside of me yeah. for a while. Um, 
I really do not, and I don't think we will, because I don't think our front office thinks this way. The biggest concern I have is that we go out and try to get one of these running backs who thinks he's a quarterback. Um, that stuff's been driving me crazy in the league, and all of the announcers and whatever, these are very flashy players. These are these are big stories, and we always really like talking about these people. Unfortunately, there isn't any of them that have lasted more than five years. Okay. All of the big flash in the pan people, uh, and and some of whom I've been really good quarterbacks, and they are and put up great numbers for for several years, and then all of a sudden we're just not talking about them anymore. What happened to Cam Newton? Remember when that guy was the greatest thing since sliced bread? Remember when we spent all of this time gushing over Colin Court, uh, Kaepernick before all of the other stuff went out, when we were focused on his football, which was really great at the time and put up these great numbers. But I don't like that kind of quarterback play because I know that there's a time limit on it. There's only so long that you can do that and be the guy who runs around. Nobody has built up a long career. When we start talking about the greats, when we start talking about uh, a Tom Brady and Drew Brees, and these guys did not spend their time running around like like running backs. You right. can take too many hits. You can't build up the the long career doing this kind of stuff. And and Cam Newton's not out of the league. He's still a quarterback. He's still a guy, but who talks about him in the way that they talked about him even three years ago? Well, Kim had a good arm. And sure. You, you go into it with the Patriots, and yeah, you had a horrible year passing this year. Horrible. Yeah, I mean, you would Big Ben, Big Ben over the last four do, games. Do you think that? Do you think that a couple of seasons of getting hit by linebackers has anything to do right. with that? I think it does. <laughs> He still had a well, good year rushing. But yeah, we're seeing that cool. with Lamar Jackson. We're, we're already yeah. seeing some of the the tide turning on Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, fortunately, I think he's got the ability to be a pocket passer, but he doesn't do it enough. And I, I he's start to think about career. what I start to think about for any of them where their mindset is at as a quarterback or as a runner. Uh, and and. Unfortunately, when you have that capacity, well, on some level, it's, you know, I think about that with Colin Kaepernick in that uh, playoff game where he ran for like 300 yards or something. It was insane. Like, why don't you run when you have that open field? Why wouldn't you run? Obviously. But then it just teaches you that that's what you do instead of going through the progressions, instead of figuring out, oh, I have to dump the pass this time. Otherwise I'm going to take a, take a, a sack for a loss. You know, there's, there's a, there's a mindset shift that happens in the quarterbacks who are running through those progressions in your head. And it takes time to do that. And you only have milliseconds to make those kinds of decisions. And when you still have to assess, can I run this? Should I run this? Or should I dump a pass? Uh, that's milliseconds that you run out of when there are very large linebackers running after you. And, and the thing I don't get about Lamar Jackson is he he got in a position where he has a good arm. I I, I think he knows how to throw the ball. Sure, but he just it seemed like he regressed this year. And the other thing I look at is you look at the Ravens and you say that three headed running back monster of Mark Ingram and Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. Ingram was a healthy scratch last Saturday night. What does that say? When you're healthy enough to play and they're not even playing you. Um, Gus Edwards, I didn't see anything from him. 
J.K. Dobbins is doing some things, but you know, Paul and I were talking at the beginning of the year saying, Man, I wish we had J.K. Dobbins up in a Chase Claypool. At the end of the year, I'm like, Hey, I'm good with Chase Claypool. So you took this Ravens rushing attack that we we're like, Dang, you know, they got so many good guys. Where you got guys where you don't even know who the top guy is. I'm mean, J.K., yeah. I guess, was the it the top guy is Lamar Jackson, right? But Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Yeah, so is Lamar Jackson running it 15, 20 times a game? I, yeah, I, just, I don't know the numbers. Well, there were, some games, yeah, there were some games where it got that high. And, and yeah. that's what I'm saying. You can't have that out of your quarterback. And I think back to like a Donovan McNabb. McNabb ran the ball more, but mm-hmm. McNabb really developed in the pocket passer where, yeah, Donovan McNabb, I wouldn't put in the top 20 quarterbacks of all time, but he was a definitely a productive quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I, I've just not seen that out of Lamar Jackson. He was great when he was better when he stopped trying to run all the time. Well, let me throw you a run couple when you con- have to. Yeah. Try not well, to have me, to. <laughs> let me throw a couple controversial names at quarterback for, for you guys. I'm looking at, you know, I threw out Matt Stafford. I, I read that in a blog somewhere. I, I don't I think Matt Stafford. Yeah, I don't think I, so. I don't think Stafford's even leaving Detroit. <laughs> and with Ben coming back, now, if Ben says, hey, I'm retiring if he comes out tomorrow, maybe Stafford's an option. But with Ben coming back, I, I don't even know why Stafford's an option. Yeah. The other thing, and a lot of Steelers fans were discussing it, if Ben comes back at any type of salary, I, I, I don't know how they have the salary to afford him. But Deshaun Watson um, is out there. I don't know how the Steelers can afford him because the two big trades I heard of was Deshaun to San Francisco – for Jimmy Garoppolo and a couple first-round picks, or Deshaun to Miami for Tua and a couple first-round picks. Well, the Steelers have a couple first-round picks, but who do the Steelers have that's going to attract Houston? What, Mason Rudolph? I mean, come on. You know, I, I don't know where that trade happens. And unless Houston goes you know, brain-dead and does a trade like they did last year where they dealt the best receiver in the game with DeAndre Hopkins for, you know – a broken down David Johnson, you know, Houston's going to ask for TJ Watt. Houston's, I mean, I don't think you have the stuff that's going to take to get Deshaun Watson. I like Deshaun Watson. I'm not completely sold on Deshaun Watson. I think he's been screwed over by inept management, but you're not getting Deshaun Watson. I, are you guys like, I don't even know how you can get Deshaun Watson, to be honest with you, with their side cap situation. Yeah, I, I don't see it. Certainly not if Ben comes back. There's just not the right. room. Uh, I just saw something. Was it this morning? Uh, total speculation. I wasn't even like insiders who have real information. Uh, but Deshaun Watson showed up on the streets of New York City yesterday, apparently wearing an Atlanta Falcons jacket. Now, he's from Georgia, and he has been a Falcons fan, and I, th- I think even the article said that he had, as a teenager, been a ball boy for the for the Atlanta Falcons. But uh, that started flo- started the rumor mill going that he was wearing an Atlanta Falcons jacket. I don't even know if the Falcons would move on from Matt Ryan at this point, but... Uh, yeah, I don't think you know, Matt Ryan's the problem in Atlanta. I mean, anything is possible. No, but he hasn't but, been for a really long time, so maybe he should be somebody else's right. not problem. Right. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> he, it almost would be a benefit to him to have a start somewhere else and, and be somewhere else and get a new environment because, man, they can't. They have tweaked everything that you can tweak in Atlanta other than changing out the quarterback, and nothing seems to solve their problems. 
Well, and I like Deshaun Watson, but I'm not completely sold on him because it seemed like Deshaun needed a guy like DeAndre Hopkins to be really, really good. And when Deshaun had what they had this year, he's still good, but he wasn't really, really, really good. Yeah, but I think when you look around the league, most teams have got at least one guy right. on in their receiver core like that. Um, right. I mean, if you put DeAndre on the Steelers, let's say miracles happen and, and that happened. I mean, he's got good options of people to throw through. <laughs> Ben's Ben's brought up a good uh, receiver right. core of, right. of options who know how to get themselves open if he can read it the way that right. Ben reads it. I don't know if he reads the way that Ben reads. I don't know if anybody reads the way Ben reads. I don't know if you can teach somebody to read the way that Ben reads because right. uh, it's not always great. But, 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 you know, much like Brett Favre from, from several years back, you, you can't teach the way the guy reads the field and way he understands defenses. Uh, and sometimes you take some bad, uh, some bad interceptions, but there's also greatness in there somewhere. Let me throw a wild rumor. And with your rant about quarterbacks slash running backs, I'm not, I don't oh. think Joe's going to be into this. No. But Paul, Paul, have you heard, and Joe, you can answer this if you want. I was stunned. Miami got to be very good this year. And Miami, you know, just missed out in the playoffs. They're, they're not, but they really improved. They went from junk to be pretty good. Well, you know, they had Brian Fitzpatrick. They say, hey, Tua's our guy. We're going to give the offense to Tua. Tua played well in some games, but he got benched with Fitzpatrick. Paul, I don't know if you heard this. I heard some rumors since Houston made that horrible trade where they traded their first round pick. Like Miami's picking the top five, even though they barely missed the playoffs. They have Houston's pick. I'm hearing rumors that Miami might pick another franchise quarterback. They're not excited about Tua. Have you guys heard about this? Yeah, I hadn't heard that either. That's nuts. Yeah. I mean, well, apparently <laughs> – Somebody's not happy with Tua. I don't know if it's other players, if it's the coaches. I, now, well, if you're not happy with Tua, then you make that trade and you get Watson. Well, here's what I'm thinking. There's only so many times you can grow up uh, a solid quarterback and then you just be like, nah. Well, this is wild <laughs> speculation. I have not heard this anywhere. But here's what I would say. If you get Watson, and yeah, I'd rather have Watson than Tua right now. But if you get Watson, you trade Tua, and you trade three first-round picks. And that's always tough. I mean, you better yeah. hope Watson's that guy. You better hope Watson's bringing Super Bowls. If I'm Pittsburgh, and I'm not saying I would do this, I'm just saying let's throw out some wild speculation because we're like a little blog here that throws out wild rumors. <laughs> if I'm Pittsburgh, I call Miami, and I say, we'll give you 24, you give us Tua. You get more draft picks. You don't have to give up draft picks or anything. Ben comes back. Ben's your bridge quarterback. And now I like two of them more than Mason Rudolph. Paul, you're shaking your head. You don't like that? No. If we don't use, if we don't get the best possible offensive lineman we can, it doesn't okay. matter who's back there. They're going to get destroyed. Um, okay. The offensive line was a disaster, and we desperately need <clears throat> to replenish it. Okay. Joe, let me ask you this. Then you're, then you're back into a position where you're asking a quarterback to be so much of a scrambler. Okay. Uh, then you, you don't, that's not a long-term option. 
And I'm not totally on that. <laughs> I'm not totally sold on that myself either. I yeah. would say I think Pittsburgh needs to go into next year, if not the beginning of the year, by end of the year, saying we've identified our franchise quarterback. And worst case scenario, if the Steelers stink next year, then they're saying, okay, we're going to pick somebody in the next draft or whatever. Who would be your franchise quarterback, Joe? If you're the GM, like you're thinking, are you developing somebody? Are you bringing somebody in via college draft? Or are you trying to pick up like a young guy who might be able to develop? Oh, man. We, we just don't have the, the spot in the draft <laughs> to be confident that we're going to be picking up a new guy. Um, it's so hard be, to think of Mason as being the solution and being that franchise guy because he's been in such a bad spot up until now where he, he's definitely trying to run um, Ben's offense. Uh, there's, there was a little stretch last year where you could kind of see that it was molding more to what he can do uh, rather than trying to, rather than suffering through watching him unsuccessfully do a Roethlisberger offense. Um, it's hard to think of him as a potential franchise guy, but I don't, I don't know. I just don't know what the options are out there. Steelers have never been that team that's going to go out and pick up a, a franchise guy. Uh, that's not what we do. So uh, I, I, in, in some ways, and, and maybe, um, maybe I'm starting to reach uh, Paul Yenchek levels of uh, uh, acceptance, you'd almost rather see them go into next year tagging Rudolph as the guy. This is Rudolph's season, and we're just going to do it. Um, and to see what can really happen if it's really his, because it's always going to be hard for whoever the next guy is with Roethlisberger sitting on the bench. Roethlisberger needs to be sitting on his couch at home before we really know who the next franchise quarterback for the Steelers is going to be. Okay. And, you know, for better or worse, though, you know, Big Ben's coming back, and I think there's always that, you know, semblance of, oh, he's back, he must start. And I really think a Big Ben's back, which it looks like he is. I mean, that's the reporting. That's what it looks like. Network says. I want Pittsburgh to be understanding to say, hey, there might be times where Big Ben doesn't play. And I think the scary thing is, much as we all love Big Ben, it's I think the attitude in Pittsburgh has been, if Big Ben's healthy, he's playing. Right. I don't want that to be the mentality. And I'm afraid that's going to be the mentality if he's in the lineup, you know. So. See, I, I'm not totally convinced that Ben's – I know the rumors, but I just – the fact that Feekner's gone, I mean, that was Ben's guy. Um, right. Feekner, I think, got that job because Ben wanted him as the offensive coordinator. Feekner let Ben do what Ben wanted to do. Uh, ben doesn't like criticism. Um, I think putting Canada in there, I think that – uh, I'll believe it when I hear it officially. Um, the, there's just a lot of things that make me think, I don't know. You know, the strange thing, too, and, you know, the Canada thing isn't official. There's a lot of reporting saying Canada's a guy. I've read stuff ranging from, yeah, Canada, that's a way to keep Ben. 
there's a comfort level. But then I heard another, I've heard other reporting saying, you know, Canada's a lot of the motions, a lot of the current stuff. It seems to be more slated not to that strong arm, you know, in the pocket guy, more of a mobile guy. And I've heard some reporting saying, hey, maybe Ben's not thrilled with Matt Canada. And maybe that's the Sewers way of kind of pushing Ben out the door nicely. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard all kinds of different reporting over the weekend about that. A strong theory on sports talk here is Ben will be back next year, but with the Denver Broncos. Really? Yeah that that's the current that's the current theory here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> so wow. the thought so the thought it's would be that cold there, isn't it? It's is getting cold in Pittsburgh. So the thought would be they would just what have to cut him. And then he would sign as a free agent, or uh, they haven't talked a lot about that. But they just—I mean, Elway has always been Roethlisberger's hero. Um, yeah, Elway, I'm sure would love to have him there for a year or two. Um, but I think that the predominant thought here is we just can't afford for Ben to come back. Um, it's better for the team in the long run if he bow out. Um, there, okay. there's not, there's not a lot of angst to say, Oh, please, Ben, we need you to come back. It's kind of, could you please cut us some freedom so we can start to move forward as a team? Cause it's it, it, the longer he's here, the more we're kicking the can down the road. Yeah. Well, and I think not- it's as much acceptance as there can be that next year's going to be ugly and maybe the year after it. We almost Steelers fans would all probably rather get into it and say, let's get ugly and let's right. find the new way forward rather than hanging on to the old way, which is not working anymore. Well, let, let me throw another name because I'm here in the central Ohio area and our, and I say our with quotes, uh, Ohio State Buckeyes got drilled in the national title game by Alabama and their guy, Mac Jones. What about Mac Jones? I'm hearing some talk about Mac Jones with the Steelers. That would seem weird to me. Uh, I think uh, because, because Alabama is such a thoroughly coached machine. Mm-hmm. It's a system. Not that the players are not great. Not that the players don't execute at or above what it is that they're coached, but that coaching system is very thorough. That's right. not the way that Mike Tomlin coaches. I think that would be a weird pick. Yeah. Uh, and I I wouldn't necessarily bank on that working really well. That's just um, my two cents. And, and before we move on, because we got to talk about other positions too. Um, but quarterback is definitely serious. That's why we're spending some time. Um, I pull up my Steelers Twitter feed just to make sure it wasn't any big news breaking. I'm seeing a sporting news mock draft. Interesting. They've got Mac Jones going 19 uh, to Washington football team who needs a quarterback. And they have our Steelers picking at 24, Kyle Trask. So I don't know. Well, one mock draft. You know, Mark. Mock drafts are a dime a dozen. Uh, but they said Steelers need to draft somebody, and they actually had the Steelers possibly looking up for a Jones or Trey Lance. I don't know if you heard of this guy. 
Uh, he, he's kind of a mobile guy from North Dakota State, I believe. He only played one game last year because of COVID. They canceled the season, but the school played one game to showcase Trey Lance. And, um, you know, he was a starter the year before, 20 touchdowns, no interceptions, 1,100 yards rushing. But, again, he's playing at North Dakota State. You know, definitely not a major school. So, if um, it, if the guy's not at least six five and over three hundred pounds, I don't want to entertain the thought at twenty four. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, Jared Lorenzen's no longer with us. But if he was, the great Jared Lorenzen would be like, "Hey, I can play quarterback because he fits the size requirements." So maybe Jared's like, "Man, Paul wants me to draft them to draft me. I'm already in the league, or he was in the league." So. You guys remember Jared Lorenzen from Kentucky? <clears throat> I do remember that. Yeah, huge quarterback. He was nearly 300 pounds. He actually played a little bit in the NFL. I don't think he ever was a starter. He played for the Giants for just a little bit. So, mm. yeah, very good. Very interesting. All right, we got to talk about other positions before we get too late in here. Um, running back, I'll give you my take. Tell me if you agree or disagree. James Conner, I think when you run him like 10 times a game, he's okay like the Steelers did near the end of the year. Unfortunately, I think James Conner is going to get money. I think somebody's going to pay him and pay him a little bit too much where he's not coming back with the Steelers. So I would say um, Anthony McFarland and Benny Snell keep around as backups. I don't think these guys are number one guys. I don't necessarily think you get rid of them. I disagree with you guys. I say there's some running backs available in the draft. The kid from Alabama, I like a lot, and I think maybe he could be the pick of 24. I, I do agree. I think we need offensive linemen. I'm not sure if there's going to be offensive linemen at 24 that we really like, though. And the kid, let me get his name. Uh, I, I'm blanking on this Harrison. Yeah, yeah. I saw him play a little bit against Ohio State, and I liked the kid. And there was another running back that might go around that time. I think it would be good. I don't think I agree with – um, Joe, I don't think you have to pick that guy in the first round, but I think if he's there, and I don't think you necessarily need like a Jerome Bettis type that's going to run 30 times a game. I want a dependable guy that when you have to run him, he can get the yards you need. I kind of look at Kansas City as an example. The, the Hilaire, the guy they had, they didn't play yesterday against the Browns. They made it where they, they throw it a lot. But when they run, they've got productive runs out of the running back. So that's my take. I, I don't see – I mean, I guess if you can't pick up – if you go a different direction in the first round, which is okay. I'm not saying you have to go running back in the first round. I think there's some veterans out there that could – like a Frank Gore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Gore might want to play another year. Frank Gore definitely is your 20-carry guy back, but Frank Gore could be part of a mix with like a Benny Snell or a Anthony McFarlane. But that's kind of how I see it. Um, Paul, how do you see it, or what do you hope happens to the running back? Uh, I mean, Najee Harris looks great. I know he's hurdled some guys recently, but he can't create holes that aren't there. So I, I still want my big, fat, beefy linemen. <laughs> You think there's going to be one available? I, mean, I think if we have a, if we have a better line, I think Benny Snell could look like Derrick Henry. But would, would you we, say we need a line. trade down? I, I think it's possible. You may not have a guy worth it at that point. So if you get to 24 and there's not a lineman, do you just say trade down? 
for the next level of lineman, or do we get that lineman 24? Because he might be gone if you wait till 40 or whatever. There, there's got to be a solid lineman. I mean, even an, a slightly above average lineman in the draft is going to be better than some of the guys we had going this year. So there, there's got to be a solid lineman at 24. But there's always a, a good move to be made because at 24, there's going to be a lot of solid other things. Yeah. that other people are going to be more interested in. So it's, you know, and if we trade down a couple of spots, say, you know, two or three spots, that sure. same lineman will still be there and we'll pick up another right. couple of second rounders. Like, I think that's, those are the kind of plays that the Steelers like to move. Uh, and, and that's, that's a good thing to do. I, I totally agree on be, on shoring up that offensive line and it opens up a lot more things for other runners. I think, um, what happens in this league, and it happens all the time, really good guys who get really great numbers running forget that the reason that they get it is an O-line. And they've gotten paid going to a second team where they've been horrible uh, because that team doesn't have an O-line because they're paying too much money for their running backs. So I agree that there are veterans that are out there who have been stuck on teams with not great O-lines who yeah. are going to be more successful with a Steelers team that has beefed up their O-line. Uh, and so I think those guys are out there. I think a guy like Gore is, is a possibility. I think there's even there's even better guys who are who are waiting for that chance to have a good O-line open up some holes that they can actually run through. I totally agree, Paul, what you're saying about uh, not getting dazzled by guys who jump over guys. And that's something that's happening in the in the NFL all the time because we're going so hard to teach all of everybody to tackle everyone's legs. That has just opened up. Everybody has become leapfrogs, and everyone's like, "And that makes a great highlight." We love rolling that footage. Oh my gosh, he jumped over the defender. Yes, because the defender's trying to untie his shoelaces because that's all allowed. All you're allowed to do to tackle anybody anymore, because if you get anywhere near a helmet, oh no, it's a helmet. Well, helmet. If you draft Harris, he, you better hit a whole that an automatic win. Right. If you hit a, if you hit someone in a helmet. Well, if they draft Harris, it better be a home run. They can't strike out, or that's going to put them way behind. Right. And, yeah, you know, the other thing, too, Pittsburgh, you know, hey, trading down is an option. Sometimes Pittsburgh just says, screw it, let's pick the best guy on the board, even mm -hmm. if it's not a guy. I mean, you know, I'm talking quarterback, running back, Paul's talking offensive line. They may draft a linebacker again, or they may draft somebody who they deem might be their best player on the board. So it's definitely hard to say. Well, Paul and Joe, who do you think's that – Running back, I, I think, you know, Paul wants to, uh, you know, knock Connor away, which I don't disagree with. I know, Joe, you're, you're a bigger fan of Connor. I'm not sure if you think he could come back, just from a salary standpoint, you know, yeah. even though you think uh, he's good. I, I fully expect him to get, get paid somewhere else. Well, who, who's your number yeah, if one? He was, I think we don't have one at If that he was still under contract, yeah. yeah, come on back. Yeah. Well, I guess what I'm asking you guys is where do you see the number one running back coming from? I know it's hard to say this guy's our number one back, but do you see it coming from a draft? Do you see it coming from veteran? Or do you see I would it like be a I would like to see us pick up a veteran, uh, whether that's by trade in, in the draft you know, trading away some, you know, getting some picks or, or whatever, however that happens or picking up a free agent. I think the last time we've been fully happy with a free agent, it was a, it was a, a, a great running back on a team that wasn't allowing him to run. Uh, and Jerome Bettis came over to, to Pittsburgh yeah. and, and just took everything by storm. He was great. 
And the Rams at the time couldn't give him the running room and he got to Pittsburgh and he destroyed everything. And that's what, that's what succeeded for us. And that's the kind of guy we should look for. I think. I know the Browns front office turned it off when we were ripping on, we were yelling Browns is the Browns and saying horrible things about the Browns. But if you're still with us, forget what Joe just said, cream hunt. We you don't need cream hunt anymore. Bring him to us. <laughs> and that's exactly what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> Not a depth chart somewhere who's right. got more miles in him, but knows the field and knows how to run. He just needs the gaps. And that's the guy that we, we could really use. And then having Snell and McFarland behind them for change of pace and whatever else. But yeah, that big beefy back who's gonna who's gonna pound and get us those fourth and ones. We want our fourth and ones. That's what we want. <laughs> I, I'm a big cream hunt guy. Obviously, I hated what he did in Kansas City and some of the legal trouble he's gotten to in Cleveland. But when cream hunt was free, I was like, Pittsburgh, come on, get him. And I think they were a lot higher on James Conner at the time. And I think Hunt wanted to go home. He's from the Cleveland area. But I was like, come on, Pittsburgh. I was I was all into them getting cream hunt. Cream hunt is a good – I watched cream hunt his rookie year, and he was scary good. He was so – Yes, uh, you know, very much so. But I think he's in Cleveland. I don't think Cleveland's going to be trading. I don't think Hunter leaves Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's getting paid and is sitting third on the right. depth chart. You know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I. I. I don't think we're going to have any more Brown Steelers trades for the time being. All right. Um. Receiver. Um. One of the things I heard over the weekend. Again, you're going to hear lots of rumors. It's kind of hard to be say what's verified or not. Some people said Ben wanted Juju back. I. And he was hoping Juju would come back if he can come back. I don't know if that's true or not. I'll be honest. I look at Juju a lot like I look at James Conner. I think Juju's a lot better player than James Conner. But I think somebody's going to pay Juju Smith-Schuster. He didn't have as great years he had lost. I mean, he averaged, what, half a yard of catch, it seemed like. I mean, he caught a lot of passes, not for a ton of yards. But I think somebody's going to pay him. So but where, going where he fit in the offense was totally different than the way he was yeah. used last year and even you know, the year before. He's just he's now molded into a different guy than he was a couple of years ago. I think that's going to impact the money that he could get somewhere else. I think somewhere else is going to pay him. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I think why wouldn't you want him to come back? I know that everybody's all stupid about him dancing and being on TikTok and saying the thing about the Browns. Like, sure, but you want a receiver who says that stuff and is stupid and, well, you know, like, that's fine. That's what receivers do. That's what I think receivers need to do in order to do their right. job. Like, that's they have to have that mindset. Otherwise, you know, the, the nicest receiver in the league isn't going to be the guy who – pounds the middle like that you have to have that yeah. attitude and that's the kind of guy especially if ben's coming back why wouldn't you want that guy also you spent three years figuring out how this guy runs and he knows where you throw the ball you do not want to give that up for anything right but they, I, it is a unique system and juju going and running around trying to get thrown thrown to by somebody else i don't even know if it works I don't think it's a funny – well, I don't think it's anything bad about Juju. I think Tomlin said the crap about TikTok was a little bit overblown. Um, oh, yeah. I, I think what's going that's to come way, down to – That's the way he coaches. Like, some, yes, go out. Dance right. on all of the logos. That's fine. doesn't matter as long as you catch the ball on Sunday. 
Some teams, some teams go overpay for Juju. I don't see the Steelers getting Sam Darnold. Yeah, that was another guy we didn't talk about. I think that would be nice if they could. Not, I'm not sure. Not after they've done what they've done in New York. I, I, I think when they the the choices they've right. made is well, the commitment yeah. to Darnold and trying to make that work. Right. And honestly, they could get um other player. Like, I don't think Sam Darnold's the problem at New York. Well, and I say all that because – Juju at the end of the year. Remember, Juju went to USC. Juju played with Sam Darnold. I think Juju was excited about the possibility of Darnold coming to Pittsburgh because they know each other and everything. And, you know, Darnold said, hey, after Big Ben's gone, you know, me and Juju could play together or whatever. Well, since it doesn't look like it's happening in Pittsburgh, maybe it happens in the Jets. And I don't think it's because we hate Juju or the Steelers hate Juju. I think it's the fact the Jets can offer – the Jets are way under the salary cap. They can overpay him to the point the pitcher couldn't match it. And Juju's now your number one guy with the Jets. Here's the other thing where I think we like Juju in Pittsburgh, but remember we got Deontay Johnson, we got Chase Claypool, and we got James Washington who came on near the end of the year. And my favorite under-the-radar guy that I I must have depressed Paul because I brought him up a million times before the season started was my guy Deion Kane, who looked good at the end of last year. He's big, he's tall, and he's fast. He's your number four guy. And we got, yeah, I'm going to miss Juju. I, I think the Steelers are okay with him just because of the financial situation. What do you guys think? What do you guys think the Steelers should go next year with their receivers? Yeah, I, it, uh, just to be clear, I would love to have Connor and Juju back, um, right. but I don't want us to give the money they're going to be wanting. Um, I mean, you think about – I think there's so many teams that would love to have Claypool and Johnson to just have two of those yeah. guys. Um, as I love how Juju came on as kind of a Heinz Ward-esque kind of receiver. Um, I just – with – the number of free agents we have to worry about and as tight as our cap space is, I just don't, unless he's going to give us some deep, deep discount. Um, I don't know how that happens. So I, I'm kind of mentally preparing for, okay, we're going to have to focus on Johnson and Claypool. Uh, I don't see how we retain Juju. Who do you see as a replacement? I mean, I'm not sure if Deion Kane's your guy. Do you see maybe a late traffic or a, maybe a free agent that's not, you know, I hate to say right I mean, up, like a veteran who isn't as great, you know. Yeah, I, I would say I don't think you need. Uh, I think Claypool and Johnson are your primary guys. To pick up another solid receiver that can uh, come in there. I don't think you have to worry about getting a uh, a number one or number two caliber guy. It's like a, a three or four receiver, like that yeah. level. Okay. And, and Joe, what do you see if you, if you're the GM? Where do you where would you go for receivers? It's tough if uh, if if Juju doesn't leave, if we're able to keep him, uh, you know we've got Johnson and we've got Claypool, and I'm remembering some years back when we I can't even remember who it was now, but it felt like we had a guy who was number one, um, you know, and he was a stretch the field kind of guy, and we had Emmanuel Sanders. And, and Antonio Brown. And those guys were kind of our two, three guys. They were, they were both really, really solid. Uh, and it was, it was great. And I remember them letting go Sanders to, um, to Denver. 
And I thought it was such a huge mistake. And everybody, we were all expecting the number one guy to go and not one of these under guys. And I remember Sanders going and we were, we paid Brown. And I thought it was the craziest thing that anybody had ever done. Like we paid Brown. That guy's number three. Why are we paying him? I had no idea what they were seeing in him that became what it was that he did. But I remember the Steelers being one of those teams being willing to let go that possible number two guy in order because they saw what was happening with the number three guy and how much he was going to be the number oh, one. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw either Johnson or, or Claypool go. Um, I don't think it would be Claypool right now because he's still on that rookie deal, but, um, but somebody like Johnson. The future. I am thinking, yeah, I'm thinking in the future. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I don't scare me a little bit. I'm like, we're not getting rid of Johnson or Claypool this year. Are we? <laughs> but that's the kind of thing that they do. Like they're, we're not the big market team that can throw a bunch of money at everybody. And they make well, their yeah. choices. And Sanders has gone on and he's done well at the other places he's gone, but he's never been that number one guy anywhere he's been. Okay, well, um, and that's and they were able Sanders. to retain a guy that they were they saw something in the practice field that had not shown up on the field yet. And, well, and, and looks, Brown, really Brown and lost his mind and now is uh, a okay. fool who plays in Tampa Bay. Well, let's be really mean for a second. I like Juju as a person, but Juju might be your Sanders because, you know, Juju was the best when he was number two behind Antonio Brown where they both had 100 catches. And then, Mm -hmm. like, two years ago, the question was, okay, Juju's number one. How's he going to be like? Well, part of it was Big Ben was hurt for the year, but he never Mm -hmm. really developed into that guy. I don't know if he developed that guy this year. He had a productive season. Obviously, he was doing something different, but – the number one target guy week in, week out for Big Ben was Deontay Johnson. So <laughs> I'm looking at Juju like Sanders. Yeah, I like Juju. It's going to be a shame to see him go. It's way too much money. you got three guys. And, hey, Matt Canada, please free Chase Claypool. Let's don't keep him under wraps because he's a rookie. Let's Chase Claypool could be scary. Yeah, I, mean, I, I just still don't buy that what they were saying about what, they, what, what Tomlin said about anything. With relation to Chase Claypool, oh, we, we don't want to have him do too well. What do you – that's nonsense. Something had to be happening there. Something had to be happening, and Tomlin's well, good at keeping his mouth shut. But something had to be going on behind the scenes that we do not know about, which makes it a little hard to judge, you know, what we do with Claypool. But that was the okay. dumbest thing I think I've ever heard. We okay. were trying not to have too much success. I'm, well, here's my <laughs> what theory. Are you, what okay. are you saying out loud? What? Here's my wild take. Every good NFL quarterback is a free – I mean quarterback. Wide receiver is a freaking head case. Because remember what we bought when the Antonio <laughs> Brown first came out? Oh, he's so hardworking. He doesn't care about the limelight. He's a wonderful young man. And Antonio Brown turns into a freaking head case. Juju Schuster. I like the man, but you know, we're seeing more YouTube of Juju Smith Schuster. And we're seeing all these quotes and everything. And we're seeing uh, like the other night he was on Twitch playing video games and he has himself in the video game and oh look he has himself as a Packers uniform as Saints uniform how cute is Juju enough and Chase Claypool I love Chase Claypool I've gone crazy about Chase Claypool but at the end of the year now Chase is on TikTok and 
Chase is like, hey, Browns, you're going to get caught next week against the Chiefs, which who cares? It's fine. I'm not mad Chase Claypool making that statement. But in two years, Chase Claypool's going to be Juju Smith-Schuster or Antonio Brown. And, you know, James Washington will be the same guy. And Deontay Johnson, if you're a, a good receiver in the NFL, you're a head case. And it stinks. I want the unassuming Lynn Swans back who aren't head cases. It's 2020. We're old men, and the kids are going crazy. So I say, Juju, you can go. Deontay and Chase, go crazy. If you turn the head cases, we'll let you go two years from now. Whatever. And Deion Which Gaines, just think about Heinz Ward. Ward. I mean, you, we all just yeah. want Heinz Ward back. That's all. Yeah. And they're gone. I, they're yeah. Gone. I have friends who give me crap about Heinz Ward all the time because he broke people's jaws and uh, yeah. made all of those blindside uh, blocks all the time. And But, man, that guy, I just loved how much he loved catching the ball. I loved how much he loved getting hit. I loved how much he loved going across the middle and you're going to hit him and he's going to get up smiling and you're going to be so pissed off because you just hit him as hard as humans can hit. And he still had that smile on his face. Like that's what was funny. He thought it was funny how much shattered his fibula. Like that's great. Let's do it again. Uh, I loved that, and that's Steelers football. That's I loved how much Jerome Bettis loved to get hit, and it was his goal to be the first person who got up from every pile. That was his goal. He didn't care how many yards he got; he was going to be the first person to get back up. That was his goal. I love that. Then those are the guys we want. Uh, and it's just in a world that where TikTok and Twitter and Instagram all exist, it's hard to be that guy who's just right. so focused on the field and the way the game goes. And there's so many flags for all kinds of stuff. And you 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 tend to play a little bit softer and you get so worried about your brand. Uh, They're all like that. Just, everybody's like that now. And we just like to, we'd like to think that in Pittsburgh, we're going to be immune to that kind of nonsense, but the nonsense is, all, is everywhere. We can't avoid it. I love Deion Kane because in the mess of the Steelers last year, they picked him up as a receiver off the Colts. He had a bunch of good catches. They didn't throw the ball. He may have had 10 catches. He was on the practice squad most of last year. But even if Deion Kane becomes the next Chase Claypool, like he makes the team and he goes off next year, Deion Kane's going to do the same thing. I, I think oh, we God. just got to accept that Heinz Ward's gone, and that's it. Uh, let's move quickly for some of these things because we're going to be here all day talking about it. Yes, I love – yeah, I want to respect your guys' time, too. Uh, real quick on the Eric Ebron, yeah, bring him back. I mean, he's probably making a little bit too much. I'm not too worried about him. Uh, Vance McDonald, I, I think he's got to be a – I'm not sure what his contract looks like, but he's making too much for what he's doing. I'd say get a veteran tight end or draft somebody where they can actually produce – do you guys agree or do you see anything different with tight ends? I wouldn't be sad if they both left, but I definitely don't yes. think you can keep both. It's it's probably more likely going to be one or the other. Uh, I think they're more committed to Ebron. I don't know if they should be. Um, they're, they're definitely – it's only going to be one or the other. Too much money. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing both go, but I would want them to bring in somebody that could produce – I think Ebron was getting paid too much for what he produced, but I want some guy who can produce. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like the Big Ben thing. I mean, it would break my heart to see Big Ben go, but I want to see some 
quarterbacks can produce. If mm-hmm. they let Ebron go, bring somebody in who's serviceable. That's mm-hmm. like a top 15 tight end. I, mean, I don't want to see the mess last year where Vance McDonald wasn't even catching anything from, you know, guys that weren't named Big Ben. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Offensive line. Okay. Obviously it's a mess. Um, trying to figure out a quick way we could talk about this. How many guys, maybe this is a way of doing it. Uh, Alejandro Villanueva, I heard that they're not bringing him back. Yeah. Um, oh, Marquise Pouncey. Uh, some people say, hey, he might be leaving. Who knows? He might be retiring. How many, I, I guess let's put it this way. How many new starters do you see next year? <clears throat> Either free agency or draft or whatever. I think we need three. Okay. <laughs> I would say, yeah. Or just close dots. I'd say we at least need two. Uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't right. be surprised if it was more. Yeah, and I think you, I mean, unless. Yeah, I guess I'd say two and then Pouncey's my question mark because they've always, uh, Ben and, and Marquise have always talked about retiring together. So if Ben's back, I. I wouldn't be too shocked if Pouncey came back because also who doesn't want to redeem themselves from that start of that Browns game? Like, that's just, right. you're like, I can't go out on that. That's just the worst. So I, well, need, to, I need to put on some, <laughs> I need some other highlight footage so that if in case I actually do make the Hall of Fame, I don't want right. that shown. Well, and Pouncey, <laughs> he's definitely fallen off. He's not the Pouncey of old. No. But again, I, I look at it the same way. I don't want J.D. Hassenhauer, whatever the heck his name is, being your starter. Yeah. If, no, no. if if you kick Pouncey out the door, I want – I mean, you got – that might be where you pick up your free agent. I mean, you know, you got to have somebody somewhat serviceable. And I agree with Paul. They, they may not be a playoff team because they got a really tough schedule. But if you put in fear center, I mean, you could be having a long season next year. This it time next year, we're like, talking about number one draft pick. Possibly, it looks like you know? a tough schedule now, but you never know what happens next year. Right. Uh, you know, you, you, you stack it up right now, and it's there's a couple of teams that looked really good this year, and there's a couple of teams that looked really bad this year. Well, that I could easily make turnaround. <clears throat> okay, well, let me walk back for a minute. You need a serviceable center to have a decent team. Even if you're talking about yes. next year, we're eight and eight or nine seven. You, you have to have a serviceable center. And honestly, what's made the Steelers so good over here? I mean, you look at Demetri Dawson. You look at guys like Mike Webster, and you look at Pouncey. I mean, you had those stud centers that were there for 10, 12 years, and you know it's got to continue, or, or you know they're they're going to fall back a little bit. Yeah. Um, defense. I don't know. I mean, defensive line. I don't know who's free agents. Um, I think Alalu is a free agent, maybe. I think he was on the list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Tewitt's coming back. Uh, he's under contract. Um, I saw somebody, I saw an article over the weekend. You're not, you guys are going to like this. They gave Cam Hayward a ton of money. His sacks went from nine to four. Uh, do you see him being a cap casualty, possibly? Anybody is uh, a, cap, a possibility for a yeah. cap. <laughs> Our cap's so tight. Uh, you know, not knowing what they're going to do to restructure Ben, because if he's back, it's going to be on because he's restructured. Because uh, otherwise, they have no, they have no wiggle room for hardly anything. I would say that shouldn't be the top choice because, again, if 
Hayward becomes a cap casualty, you you better hope you have somebody who can come in because if you don't have anybody, now you become a porous standpoint. So if he has to, he has to. But I kind of look at it as there's other options that you should go to first before you look at Hayward. Uh, linebackers, um, I, I don't even know if you're allowed to franchise Dupree again. I mean, they franchised him so many no. times. Uh, you know, he's a Juju or Connor. If you could keep him, great. But some guys go overpay. I mean, Bud Dupree, if he could stay healthy, could be a really, really special player. That's frankly our only hope is the fact that he was injured <laughs> this year. And, <laughs> and then there are question marks about what he, what he can do when he comes back. That's our only hope for keeping him, that he doesn't yep. get overpaid somewhere else because he's coming off an injury. It's our or only hope. May, Otherwise, maybe he's people gone. people forget about him. Like, it's like Madden. When you're playing Madden, you look at the free agents. You're like, who had the most sacks last year? And if Dupree didn't have quite as many as he missed, he's not on the list. So you forget about him. You're like, all right, well, we'll draft somebody else or something. I don't know. I play too much Madden. That's why I get that. And you guys are like, <laughs> what? what? What's this reference you guys come up with? And here's Just the other just looking real quick, quick at the at the defensive line, uh, free agents. It looks like it's Wormley, Alu Alu, and Marsh are the okay. are defensive line guys who are the free agents. I want to see and Marsh. Play. I don't know if any of them are are so indispensable that you have to pay them. I want to see Marsh play. I got to see him play when Highsmith went out in the playoffs against the um, uh, the Browns and. They were picking on Marsh, so I don't know if I want to keep Marsh. <laughs> Marsh wasn't – you know, they brought him in when they had all the injury issues, and I he, he didn't play the last game with the Browns because he had was exposed to COVID, and he played a little bit when Highsmith went out, and he just didn't look that good. Um, you have Highsmith. He's under a rookie deal. Um, reports, and I think you guys like the idea. J.J. Watt, you know, Sean Watson's angry. I heard something at ESPN this morning saying that there's some real serious junk going on in Houston. I mean, people are angry. So Deshaun wants yep. out. I'm hearing JJ's next. Now, JJ, from what I heard, has a big contract next year, but it's not guaranteed. <clears throat> so you could literally possibly trade for JJ and just say, hey, if we trade for you, we, we want this contract redone. We can't pay you whatever they're paying him right now. Do you guys like that if, if it's possible? Yeah, I, I think uh, – yeah. I mean, if, if we can get him – I think he's at the point of his career he's not going to get top dollars. Uh, I would not mind at all seeing him come on. Uh, I think he could be very productive, especially if we lose Bud. Deshaun's going to take you – you know what they're saying, three first-round draft picks. I don't see J.J. – you think you can get him for a third, fourth round pick, or is that too ambitious? I don't know. I don't I think mean, it's out of the question. Houston makes such terrible decisions in their personnel and their trades. It's really hard to judge what right. what nonsense they would. We might be able to trade him for like a stack of baseball cards. Like it's hard to tell. <laughs> you know? Well, they got somebody else. Now it made Deshaun mad, but they got somebody else from the Patriots. I think Deshaun got mad. I don't think Deshaun knew the new guy that they got, but I think Deshaun was like, all right, you went for Bill O'Brien from the Patriots. He said he was really good, and, and look what he turned out to be. So I think that's nope. what upset Deshaun more. I know he was upset because they didn't interview uh, the OC from Kansas City. What's his yeah, name? Yeah, they just did that over the weekend. 
uh, it was like late last week. I oh, think that was did? because, well, after he got set. He was, he yeah, set, that he was started. huge that they were not going to interview him. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll put it this way great story if they can get JJ. Yeah, I think with the loss of Dupree that we're all projecting, I, you know, it's JJ would be nice, but again, no more than Mill Rodraftic because JJ is still under contract unless they just drop him. And JJ needs to come in under a decent contract because right now you don't have that much room. And if you bring him under a big contract, you're giving up somebody that you may not want to give up on. Um, inside the, uh, the other linebackers who are free agents are yeah. Spillane. Okay. Uh, I do not know how to pronounce his last name. Adeniyi. Um, okay. Uh, oh shoot! What, I lost him. Where to go? Uh, Jerome Elliott, outside linebacker, yeah. uh, uh, and Williamson. Avery, Avery. Williamson was only here. He's he's free agent after this year. Well, let's all hope and pray that Devin Bush is okay. Because if Devin Bush is okay, obviously that's your one main starter. Uh, Vince Williams, um, he's good. He has a big contract. I've heard the possibility of him being a calf casualty because of that. So if you – I'm open to Avery Williamson if he comes at a little bit of a cheaper price. I'm actually – I don't know if he would because he's at seven, seven and a half mil right. now. Right. So I don't I don't know what he's looking for in free agency. I think he's probably a guy that will get picked up by somebody else rather than staying here. Right, right. And – now, the, the good thing is he didn't play it much for Pittsburgh, so it's not like he's got this great resume to bring. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Any different thoughts, Paul? I mean, obviously, you know, we're hoping it's Bush is one of the guys. but Yeah, I, I think if there's going to be, you know, squeezing the cap as much as we can, I'd rather see that money spent on the defensive side uh, in terms of bringing some of these guys back. But I know that's going to be really tough because uh, I think – you know, I'm glad they're keeping Butler around. Um, I was initially okay to see him go, but then just reflecting on just how decimated the defense was this year, right. um, I think the defense is going to be crucial for us the next couple of years as we go through this. I don't know if it has to be a rebuild, but there's going to we're going to have a tough couple of years. I think the defense is going to be a key to keeping us at least from being the laughing stock of the league. Well, assuming Bush comes back and he's okay, I mean, hey, what about Bush? I don't think Bush-Williams was a good combo, or I even think a Bush-Williamson could be a good combo. I even think a Bush-Spillane inside linebacker would be a good combo. So I, I think it's if Bush is okay, the second is okay. If Bush isn't okay, that's when we're really starting to sweat. So, yeah. Just my thought. Yeah, especially or, if we have to if we have to let Dupree go, that frees up a lot of money. Right. To keep right. some of these other guys. Yeah, yeah. And Splane would cost more if you keep him, but hey, I'm not, you know, he's okay. I mean, but he's only he's only he's only making half a mil. I mean, like well, there's there's but, room to pay that guy. <laughs> right, but you're probably you're fifteen million you're probably, you could throw well, probably, four bucks at Splane. Yeah, you're probably paying three or four if you keep him with the idea that he's your top linebacker, I mean, your second linebacker or your top sub. Um, you got that list up, cornerbacks. Uh, um, is Hayden a free agent or am I mistaken? Dobbs is free agent. 
Dobbs? Oh, corners. I'm sorry. Corners. Yeah, corners. Sutton. Okay. And Hilton. All right. Mike Hilton. I love Mike Hilton to death. Mike Hilton's going to get paid by somebody. And I don't think Mike Hilton's a number one or two cornerback. I think Mike Hilton's a great th- three cornerback. So as much as I'd love to see Mike Hilton, if somebody pays him, I, I think you got to let him go. I mean, even one of you guys see him as a number one or two guy down the road. Uh, yeah, I just yeah, it's hard to say. Again, this is what happens in Pittsburgh. You grow up a guy, yeah. you know, from the ground up and make him into somebody that somebody else would want to pay. And, I've heard- uh, and, and frankly, they go somewhere else and they are not the guy that right. <laughs> that they were when they left Pittsburgh. That happens every time, and they end up right. coming back after that one free agent contract, and they come back as on a on a veteran contract and and reproduce again for the for the Steelers. So I, yeah, I, I, he's he's making over th- over three right now. I think he'll get paid by somewhere else. No, I, I love Cam Sutton. I, I think if you bring him back without overpaying, I like the, him. I've heard some reports that, and again, Joe's right, cap casually, it, it varies. You know, it's hard to pinpoint exactly who that is. But I heard it could be a, one of the two when you look at Hayden or Nelson. Not that they're bad players, but they're going to have to make some tough choices, and that might be you keep one or the other. So, I mean, if that's the case, again, I'm just speculating wildly here, but what do you guys think if we – wake up next year with either Hayden or um, Nelson on one side, the other one's gone, and Cam Sutton on the other side. Is that terrifying, or is that are you guys okay with that? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I mean, I, but I, and I, I think... Yeah. Good. No, yeah. I was going to say, all of this, it comes down to why we need to get things resolved with Ben ASAP so we can figure out all this other stuff and who we can afford, who we can't afford. And we need Ben to make this finalized very quickly here. Yeah. It's got to free up that cap room. And then the safeties who are, who are uh, on the bubble here, Uh, your guy, Marcus Allen. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We're pen pals now. We're best friends. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Davis and Jordan Dangerfield. I like me some Sean Davis as a backup. That's okay. When you start saying Sean Davis should start, you'll lose me there. Jordan Dangerfield's good um, special teams guy. I, I would be terrified of him as a regular safety. Um, but again, you know, free agency, no matter who they are, they, they tend to get paid. So maybe I, I, I don't think someone's going to overpay for Dangerfield, but. Yeah, Sean Davis may or may not come back. Um, and then the other thing, too, um, again, this isn't a topic for today, but, you know, Minka and T.J. Watt are coming up in upcoming years. Thankfully not this year, but when you eventually pay them, it's going to be less money for other people. And I don't see how you don't pay T.J. or Minka. I mean, I, yeah, you gotta I just pay. say take all the money you know, and, and go for it. So, yeah. But, Especially if you haven't paid uh, Dupree stick down then right. uh the, then you, you gotta pay those guys somebody from, has to be back there. <laughs> from, from your list is boswell barry or mcleod on the free agent list when we look at special teams ray ray, ray, ray mcleod is on the, oh, on he's the a free list. agent mm, mm-hmm. okay 
Did you also just say Barry? Yeah, yeah. When you look at the kicker and the punter, Barry. Or, yeah, uh, uh, Barry's on the list. Uh, I think that's hey. it. Okay, McLeod, I, I like him, but you know, if somebody overpays him, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to keep him. Um, Barry, it's he's not getting paid that much, so I don't know what overpay would be for him. Well, I, as a return guy, I mean, I, I don't know. Right. I mean, I, I don't see him getting like fifty million next year. But no. what I'm saying is, if somebody, because I think, especially if that salary cap comes down a little bit, I, I, there's going to be a lot of Steelers can't keep. And and you're right. I don't think somebody's going to overpay for McLeod, but three million might be. Hey, we can't afford him. You know, just based on some of the tough decisions Steelers going to need to make. Um, Barry, you know, Paul and I talked a lot of Jordan Barry at the beginning of the year. And we were high fiving when they let him go for, man, who is that punter? Uh, Colquitt. Yeah. We Colquitt. thought, man, Colquitt's going to be the guy. Colquitt's going to single handle the lead the Super Bowl. He's great. And Barry came back and was okay. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know if anybody else wants Barry. If, if we could bring him back, it's okay. He actually was pretty good this year, but we'll see what ends up happening with him. I mean, I don't know who else is out there. <laughs> you know. Right. Or, or do you get the guy from the broadcast booth? Who is the cold spunner? McAfee. Oh. Uh, his own talk show. Uh, yeah. No, I think his career with the WWE is firmly established okay. right now. So I don't or know. What, <laughs> time. Or I, I, I don't know his first name, but the King guy. He's a free agent. He was a Raiders guy. Kind of a... Hot head a little bit, but he boomed. He he led the league in punting, and now he's out of the league for some reason. I don't know. I, I heard reports that he was a hot free agent out there, so we'll see. I don't know how he's out of the NFL, but we'll figure that out. So, very good. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to see what happens. It's going to be interesting next couple of weeks. And on that topic, let's make our announcement. We were trying to figure out what to do with the Sewers podcast because originally we were like. We're not going to talk every week for hours and hours about the Steelers because, you know, in February, you know, it's a slow time for the NFL. You know, we, we, we break things down, but we're not a X's and O's. We want to talk pop culture and yell at people and stuff like that. But we're going to still do Steelers podcast. But <laughs> if you like the crazy, crazy, it should be fun because the upcoming weeks, there's not going to be a lot to talk about. So Joe, Paul, and I are going to – we're going to go off on whatever we're going to go off on. But it's a Steelers podcast because we'll lead each show with the news of the week. But, again, guys, in upcoming weeks, what's the news? It's going to be very small. But that's when we'll, we'll have fun. And stay tuned for the fun. That'll be good. Maybe we'll bring up old I, Steelers I'd, I'd still be happy to rant and rave about the train wreck that was Wonder Woman 1984. Yes. Yes, that's <laughs> what I want to hear. But, again, so we're going to cheat. It's Save it for next week. Podcast. You got to have content. Save it for next week. Right. It'll still be bad <laughs> next week. Don't worry. It'll, right. It'll still be the Steelers podcast. We're going to leave with the Steelers. <laughs> but believe me, there'll be weeks where the Steelers news might be two minutes. The next hour will be Wonder Woman riffs and all this other stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward to what you have to say about that. It'll be good. And you never but know. Wanda, but WandaVision is great. So, yes. We need more reviews. Um, it should be good. And I'm also thinking, um, yeah, we have 
what we're trying to do with our podcast, like we have the daily one, which goes over news of the day. I tape a lot of these on Monday. We distribute them through the week. What we might even do is like for reviews, maybe this will, maybe we'll have a guest in like um, George Thomas. He's an Akron Beacon Journal guy. He loves movie reviews. So if we're talking reviews, we might have some guy come in that we could yell about the reviews. We'll see, but we're still going to do the podcast. It's still a Steelers podcast. We'll leave the Steelers news, but believe me, we're not going to be breaking down stuff. We're not going to be looking at every block Kevin Dotson threw. We're just going to give you the news of the week, and then we'll go off of whatever else. And I, I bet you next week, Paul, unless something huge happens, Wonder Woman will probably be a topic. We'll probably be able to squeeze Wonder Woman in. <laughs> now watch. There's no lot to COVID, there. retire, and, or There's something like that. <laughs> or maybe – the, or or uh, or Chris's radical plan to move the Steelers to another city. Yes, yes. Fruition. <laughs> or my joke at work saying, "Hey, we're still trying to find points." You know, for yeah, the Steelers still, Browns playoff we're still game, recounting all of those touchdowns. Right. I think there's still there's still a chance until they've ratified a new right. Super Bowl champion. There's still a chance to go back and alter the scores from previous games. So if next Sunday they replay the Steelers playoff game, we'll be back there. And, and if we have a playoff game to talk about, we, we'll definitely fill hour that way. It's not going to happen. We're, we're accepting the loss like some uh, people in the election should accept their loss by now. And Probably. We'll, it's only no, a couple no, of days now, right? Yeah, only a couple days. And this should be over. And I'll give my prediction for Groundhog Day. Oh. That'll be the hot topic. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that'll be next week. Yeah, so we've got plenty to talk about. But again, I'm warning you, if you're sitting here going, they will fill an hour with Steelers talk, we're not going to fill hours over the next couple months with Steelers talk. Now, if stuff happens, yes, we'll talk about it. But I'm not breaking down stuff. Now, we may tell old Steelers fun stories, like my obsession with Bobby Brister or Ouija Thompson. I'm trying to find him. Do you think Ouija Thompson's still alive? Do you remember him? That's way back, man. Um, it was 80 Steelers <laughs> before it was cool to have really tall receivers. Like now, tall receivers are the norm. I mean, you, you need to be tall to be a receiver. They had this white guy, Ouija Thompson. He wasn't that good, but he was like 6'7, six, 6'8. Six, and he was a receiver for the Steelers. And he was fun. I, I liked the very tall receiver. So maybe we'll bring up old Steelers guys who used to be obsessed with. It should be good. So, all right. Well, a long podcast, but obviously there was a lot of crap we had to get through. We talked about the abyss of the Steelers season. And <clears throat> there's a lot we have to live up to. Like Joe said, the Steelers were, what, 11-1 before Joe joined us? <laughs> and the Steelers, <laughs> Big Ben said, man, Joe's on, on board. I'm going to forget how to throw a pass. We do need to assess that and rethink. Like, right. It's, it's a real possibility. And then Paul took his two weeks off, and the Steelers forgot how to beat the Browns. They're like, dang, the Browns, what a good team. How, how do we beat them? And they lost twice in a row, so I, I don't know. But we'll be there. And Like I said, don't worry, we're not going away. We'll have lots of goofy talk, which I'm looking forward to. It was fun talking to you guys about the Steelers, but I'm even more looking forward to One Division and Wonder Woman and all this other stuff. <laughs> and stay tuned. I think we're going to release this on Tuesday. But last week, we needed a podcast, and Joe taught me about the theater. And that actually was released Monday, so check that out. 
just a little, not a not a lot, but just a little bit. Especially well, talking a little bit about how to find some when there's a pandemic right. on. Well, and for those who only know Joe as Steelers fan, we know Joe from college days as the theater professional. I, I was having a hard time explaining on iTunes saying, yes, this guy who talks to Steelers actually likes theater too, and we're <laughs> talking theater. So I think there's Fair probably games. more theater people who are like, that guy talks about sports. Yes. <laughs> it, it's been weird because uh, I've, I'm teaching, uh, I was teaching at a college for several years alongside a couple of other theater faculty members, and we were all – we were all football fans. You know, we actually started a, 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 a fantasy league and we had a bunch of people who were all in the arts who were football fans. And uh, that's not a typical thing you find in, uh, in college theater programs or arts programs. Right. Is a, a large collection of people who are actual sports fans as well. Yes. So, you know, that was a, it was a unique thing to have that. Most times you hear people, oh, was, is there a sports ball game on today? <laughs> yes. 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 If you're dismissive of sports, <laughs> yes. then it justifies all of right. the sports people being dismissive of your art. So just watch what you're doing. Pay attention right. to everything. There's a reason why people like watching sports and maybe the arts could learn a little bit from that. Oh, Okay. For some reason, I started to think about crazy Cordell Stewart rumors at the end of his career. Hey. He had a quarterback that did all of the running and all of the throwing and trying to do all of that, and it, it only worked so far. Well, they ran out on the rail, all these crazy rumors about Cordell Stewart, but we won't go in there. Yeah. See, see, that's a nugget. If you stay into the, the podcast for an hour and a half, then you'll, you'll get into But it'll be good. But like I said, we'll, we'll be back. We're not canceled yet. Who knows? For lucky, we'll get canceled. It'll be fun. So it'll be good. Yeah, check out next week the Steelers podcast. As I'm hoping. I, I'm praying for no Steelers news so we can get goofy. I'm really looking forward to that. So, well, any other nuggets? I think we've kind of – Strip the silly season clean and got so far. We'll see yes. what happens over the weeks to come. Right. It should be good. Well, have a great week, everybody. Um, and it's been the Sewage Podcast. Have a good one.